This is the Move With Me podcast with your host, James Ramos of Ramos Design Build. Real estate with real people. JamesRamos.com. Interesting guests, interesting topics, all with you in mind. Move With Me is brought to you by BBMC Mortgage Tampa Bay for a loan that truly fits in a purchase or refinance. Here's James with today's featured guest. This is James Ramos. I'm here with Lawrence Malloy, a friend and colleague. Uh, Lawrence is the CEO of Ethical Homebuyers. You can find him at getanoffertoday.com or call him at 813-458-7355. He's also um, the founder of GoRia, or now the new owner of GoRia. It's a Greater Orlando Real Estate Investors Association. There's over 300 plus members, but he's based out of Tampa Bay. And um, I'm glad to have them here. Uh, we've talked a few things, and I wanted to talk about this time is is when you're buying a home as a property investor. And I know there's many of you out there that have tried this in the past or want to get into it, but there's 11 types of homes uh, that Lawrence is going to share with us to steer clear of. So uh, welcome, Lawrence. Hey, James. Thanks for having me. So and tell me what not to buy. Because I think buy. the game of this is is really what not to do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so there's a lot of money to be made in this business, but uh, I'm passionate about not only teaching people what to do, but also what not to do. Um, and there's about 11 types of properties that I've come up with that I try to steer clear from, especially, this is the key term, especially if you're a beginning investor, uh, no matter what money you have, if you're a beginning investor, I would probably steer clear from these houses. And right off the back, I will say luxury homes. As a beginning investor, a lot of people see a big house, they think a lot of profit, but at the end of the day, they don't realize that that luxury home market, it's a lot more money to purchase, holding costs, rehab materials. That's what I like to do. I know, but you're <laughs> is in that a, why you would always come in my office and scratch your head? You're in a different. What are you doing, man? You're in a different class <laughs> here, buddy. So for the beginning investor, which you are not a beginner, but uh, I would say luxury homes, you can really lose a lot um, yeah. if you go play in this market and you're not well versed in what you're doing. You want to, you know, get your bearings with how to deal with contractors. Agreed. You want to get your bearings on how to negotiate so you can get it for the very, very right price and. You want to be well versed in materials and what stuff actually costs and the sales process of that. So, mm -hmm. um, you want to make sure that uh, you steer clear from luxury homes if you're a newer investor. Um, another one is homes that you can't find any comps for in rural areas. Yeah. So, if you can't find a comp for it, how do you know once you purchase it, ultimately what you can ultimately sell it for at the end of the day if there's there's not a baseline to compare it to? So, yeah, it's almost taking the personal. Personability. I mean, you do have to like the home, but at the end of the day, you know, when they talk about somebody running marketing or doing an ad, the worst thing to say is, is that, you know, to ask your, your family, you know, your, yourself like, oh, I would love this type of thing. You do need to go out and get, you know, other opinions. And what you're saying specifically is if there's no opinion is a, is a comp. Yeah, you know, it's not a human person telling you, but if there's no comps and you're there like, oh, I love this property. It's near a creek. And, yeah. and, and, it, and you can put up, you know, but a, you can end up overpaying back for here and, and all these great things. And then you have nothing to compare to, um, the, the new buyer is going to have to obviously see your exact vision or you're going to be toast. Well, in this business, everything is based upon numbers. As you know, yeah. when you're developing homes, it's how much can you get the land for? What's it going to cost you to build a house? And same thing here is what are you going to ultimately buy the house for? 
and what's it going to cost you to either rehab it or not all the homes I buy need to be rehabbed. There's a lot of them that don't, but you want to make sure that you're able to find numbers so that you can evaluate whether you're buying it for a good deal or not. And if you can't find those numbers, then you probably may want to steer clear from that particular home. Okay. Another one is very large rehab projects, especially for beginner investors. Sometimes they see this house, they see all this work done Mm -hmm. and they don't quite understand what goes into that. So sometimes beginner investors will take on projects that they're not well versed in to actually handle. And when you take on projects like that, you can end up losing a lot of money because something you may think costs $40,000 can end up costing Mm $80,000. And next thing you know, you just lost $20,000 that you may not even have. I agree. Okay. Another one. You better be sure you can can move into it. (laughs) I've done that a few times. Ask me how I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile manufacture homes that are in mobile home parks and not on their own piece of land, unless this is your business model. So I buy mobile homes and manufactured homes all the time, love them, have made a ton of money, but they're on their own plot of land, Got never it. anything inside a park. So um, so the, really the value is just in the home. Well, And then you're paying a rental agreement. It's for almost like you're buying a vehicle if it's inside yeah. a mobile home. Yeah. So because it's an actual vehicle, it has a, a title. Right. 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 So on its own piece of land, it's a parcel of land. It's a piece of property. So you're still, you know, you still have a title with it, but with the land and the property, that's where the value is at. Uh, homes that are on a main road or back up to a highway. Uh, ask me how I know about that one. I mean, all of these that I'm telling you are mistakes that I've probably made Mm -hmm. in the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to educate people, but homes that are on a main road. I mean, you have to take a major reduction or get it for a really, really good price. Mm -hmm. But sometimes because people just don't want to be next to a highway, they don't want to hear a truck driving by. If they have kids or animals, Mm -hmm. they think about, Oh, if my dog gets out or if my kid gets out. So people, you have to get it for really big reduction. And most of the time that's where, the rub is. is Have they you sold that property it. on Euclid yet? Sold the property on yeah, Euclid. Okay. But yep. that, was that an example? That's a perfect example. So yeah. It's a great house. And then people were just, there was more people steering clear of it. They're like, oh, I don't know about the road. And even though the house was probably a great value. Great value, but steered. we ultimately had to reduce the price in okay. order to get yeah. someone to buy it. So once again, it comes into that. You so know, you're not reduction. saying it's bad. It's just the fact that when you buy, you need to really account for it to be a lot lower than if it was on a better street. I would say for beginning investors, I would say steer. So let's say it's my first, second or third house, fifth house, whatever. I would say look for something that's not on a main road so you don't have to deal with that. Let's just try to get something that's easy that you think you can turn and build up some momentum so that you can continue buying more houses as opposed to picking one that's on a main road and potentially not buying it yeah, for what you need to buy it for. Yeah, I was looking at a house. There was a house in a nice South Tampa neighborhood the other day. Somebody had sent me um, some info, so I drove by. And and behind that house, you know, there's another house, but but there's a there's a great park. It's right at McDill and, and El, uh, Euclid area right there. There's a great park, but the house faced the crosstown, and it yeah. just freaked me out. Yeah. Even though it's oh. not that bad of a view. Perception. It's just the fact that, like, how many people am I going to have to work through and say, oh, it's not that bad of a deal. You know, you just turn left and then you're at a park and your kids can play and then you're staring at the crosstown at the end of the day. Agree. It's like, man, Agree. you just need to get Agree. a serious discount. 
Yeah, you have to get a serious discount. So advanced investor can go in there and negotiate a better deal because of that. Beginning investor may not see that and just be anxious to get their Mm -hmm. first deal or second deal or whatever deal it is. So I would just steer clear from that and not not have the headache. Um, Sinkhole properties, unless this is your business model. So just the stigma behind, even if the sinkhole's been repaired, if people have 100 houses to go take a look at and yours has a sinkhole property, and chances are just because that stigma is behind it, it's gonna be hard to resell it. So I would typically steer clear unless this is your business model. Okay. Another one is uh, unique or funky layout homes. So, how about if the? Hold on, let's just go back to the the sinkhole. How about if it was remedied? Even if it's remedied, still it's, it's still, a it's, it's a still red flag. Be on the disclosure. Like it's on the back of people's minds, so you would have to either give a really really huge discount for that. Yeah. Or what happens is these margins are pretty tight as they are as you're a real estate investor. Yeah. So if you have to hold on to that property for instead of maybe four months, now you have to hold on to it for 10 months to it's try to get it sold. Yeah, yeah so now just you got mortgage, it. taxes, insurance, maintenance, electric, water. I mean, there's just a ton of expenses. So you do all this work for 10 months and make nothing, or you could potentially lose money. So as a beginning investor, steer clear of that. Don't even worry about it. Got it. Okay. And I don't buy them, so it's not like steer clear so I can buy them all up. That's not where this conversation <laughs> is going. But i just trying to give advice. Uh, unique or funky layout homes, if it's really funky and quirky, chances are you're going to have to find that one needle in a haystack that wants that unique and funky, quirky home. And right. it goes back to, are you going to end up sitting on it for 10 months and then having to reduce the price and having to pay all these extra costs, which ultimately narrows your profit yeah. margin to and the more you know the more you know about about real estate and the ability to to quickly make changes and stuff like that you know you really focus on um you can you can be in a pitfall there because i always look at you know the property is mm-hmm. the property hand on you know stand on its own is it a great neighborhood is there great neighbors and things like that but i've but i've always fought fell into issues where the layout is terrible and I'm like, well, what's the big deal of the layout? I mean, look at these neighbors and, you know, what a great neighborhood. And then you try to, you know, you do a few things to it and you're like, man, this layout is really a problem because it yeah. doesn't have a bathtub. Yeah. Like, I mean, who takes baths? You hear it, you know, after you hear it Perception. from the, from the eighth agent, you know, like there's not a bathtub in the master. That's why they don't like it. You're like, what? You know, we'll rip out the shower, put a bathtub. And you what's know, it's the big the deal? And you just, you just scratch your head, but it's so true. It, the funniest thing is the homeowners, it's all perception. So the homeowners may only use that bathtub one time in a year or two times in a year, but because it's not there. And once people look at one thing that's a little funky, then they start obsessing as they're walking through the house on every little thing, as opposed to the opposite feeling. Where Well, I got, I got a story for you. I mean, we, we, we did that mid-century modern. We ended up moving into it because we tried to sell it and, you know, people wanted a discount that I wasn't going to do. But, um, you know, there was so many people that came in there like, I love what you did. It's a great house, you know, but why are the ceilings so low? And it's like, I would just come, come out of the gates like a tiger, you know, nice, nice, you know, but, but, you know, and give them the explanation. Look, it's a mid-century modern home. Do you understand about the mid-century? Yeah, it's a lot of glass. And no, no, it was built right after, you know, the war and people came home and they started building these square homes and, 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 and flat roofs and the roofs were lower just because it was an energy cons, you know, consumption issue and you were saving energy because people didn't have any money. So, so it's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're, what you're complaining you about, but if you anything. want an authentic mid-century modern, 
you know, it doesn't have 12 foot ceilings. And if you do, I can build you one, but I'm not going to do it here. They're like, can you raise the ceiling? I was like, sure, you can raise the ceiling. It'll cost like another hundred grand and I'm not doing it. All right. So we'll be back after a few messages. My name is James Ramos. I'm here with Lawrence Malloy from Ethical Homebuyers. Uh, we'll be back after a few. For investment opportunities in the Tampa Bay market or to follow James Ramos, go to jamesramos.com and sign up for his newsletter. Call Ramos first to design, build, or furnish. Call or text 813-259-1111. Move With Me is brought to you by BBMC Mortgage Tampa Bay for a loan that truly fits in a purchase or refinance. Homes are built to bring people together. It's the place that families gather to create memories that last a lifetime. With that in mind, you want a builder who requires a design to reflect your expectations. Ramos Design Build is that company. They understand this concept, offer a concierge level of service, ensuring that you are involved in every step of the design build process. Ramos Design Build integrates the latest in construction technology, building you a home that will last for generations. Ramos has a portfolio of satisfied clients from its decades of service in the Tampa Bay community. If you are looking for a luxury remodel, a home renovation, or a custom home built from the ground up, contact Ramos Design Build at RamosDesignBuild.com. That's RamosDesignBuild.com. Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. When someone asks why I do what I do, I am proud to say that I help bring families back to the table. And when you partner with Ramos, we make your family's home dreams a reality. Ramos Design Build, construction, development, and renovation. A legacy since 1956.